Before we begin today's regularly scheduled program, I have a preview from friends of the show Left at the Valley. Check them out. Subscribe. Here they are. I'm proud to be an atheist. Hey guys, it's the Left at the Valley 2.0 crew. My name is Kevin. And hey, uh, why are we calling that anyway? I kind of like the name. Yeah, we tell a lot of dick jokes. I mean, that in, in that sense, I lean left too. Uh, guys, uh, the people need to know that we're informative. Tons of useless info. Hey, my segment is very kind of informative. What about the other segments? Uh, better we don't mention those. Anyway, we also feature great guest interviews. Celebrities? Famous people? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a better chance of interviewing Bigfoot. Well, Kevin is hairy enough. Uh, that will do. Okay, never mind. Just come to listen to LETV Radio, radio for atheists, skeptics, and humanists. I mean, I like the show. Not perfect, but it's pretty uh, entertaining. Okay, okay, I had enough. I'm out of here. Now who's going to be the Sasquatch? What about Troy? Hey! I mean, I could have been the Sasquatch, too, but, you know... <laughs> Find the Left at the Valley 2.0 crew wherever podcasts are played, whether it's Apple, Spreaker, Stitcher, YouTube, or more. From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. One thing I have found through my many conversations with believers is that their deity, invisible people, or dead relatives always need someone else to deliver their messages for them. Why is that? Because it's all make-believe? Or is there a more pointlessly complicated reason? Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. Does, what do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. <laughs> Today's special guest is author, coach, and speaker, Mojo Medium. Welcome to the show, Mojo. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. Now, tell us a little bit about what you do. All right. Well, I have been a professional psychic medium since uh -huh. 2005. And I was always naturally coaching as an extension of readings. And a few years ago, I received divine guidance to expand my services to use more of my gifts and service to others. And that turned into coaching and then destiny coaching, which is kind of my big message. You are worthy find your destiny, um, your calling, and hmm. figure out, you know, how to enjoy doing that. So you use your gifts and talents that you have that feel good uh -huh. when you do them, and uh -huh. you use them to help other people. And that that leads you down the path to your destiny. And so the, the idea is your destiny is not some kind of, you know, um, quest or uh -huh. religious <laughs> experience. It's just, it's something that you're meant to do huh. and it's going to be a good thing okay your destiny is never like to be a martyr or to uh <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that's good thank you <laughs> you know have, have your building burned down or something you know it's oh, never like yeah. that gotcha. your, your destiny is always 
what you're supposed to do with what you've got. Interesting. Thank you. Yeah. So the destiny part, this is this is where we're going to go, I guess. Uh, Great. Who controls that destiny? Ah, so I know where you're going with that right away. So <laughs> I don't right, know. So, I don't even know where I'm going. Well, <laughs> oh, that's why you know, you're the psychic. Ah, I, okay, that's okay. right. See, I know where you're going. Um, yeah, that you think you're kidding. <laughs> you know, my friends used to call me spooky. They just used to call me mm. spooky. So, okay. Spooky so who controls mm. the destiny? That That is mm. such a perfect question because it comes yeah. from the concept of like preordination and free will. Right. Well, yeah, that as well. And, that as well. Right. And so I really have literally spent hours and probably years of my life trying to figure out is everything destiny or is everything just chance or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was raised Presbyterian and the Presbyterian church teaches preordination. That means everything is planned. Mm-hmm. And to add to that, concept is the fact that I can accurately predict the future. Ah. So if I can accurately predict the future, not all the time and not all, not every day for sure. You know that works. But if I can, <laughs> and I do accurately predict the future, then doesn't that mean that that, that future has to be planned somewhere, somehow by somebody. What's, what's your percentage rate on the future predictions? Um, Pretty high. 80, 90, I don't know. 80, 90%. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just tell my clients what their future is and then it happens. So What happens when I it's mean, wrong? I don't know that it's been wrong. Well, I mean, 80% I, I, accuracy. There's, there's gotta yeah, be some. I'm just, yeah, there's gotta be, there's gotta be right. But I don't, huh, you know, I don't remember. I mean, thousands of readings. It's got to be some that I can figure out. I've never oh. had anybody say, come call me back and say, nothing you said came. Oh, wait a minute. Like, that did happen one time where somebody <laughs> said nothing that came true. Um, but then they came back later and said, oh, yeah, I did later. I think that's how that went. <laughs> so, so let me get back to your question. So, so about you're 100% accurate. No, I, I'm sure I'm not. I'm sure I'm not. I just, okay. that's, that's not a big that's not of, of a lot of importance to me. So, um, well, yeah, kind, I mean, accuracy, you I mean, it's kind of, if I'm getting things right, I mm-hmm. know I'm doing it right. If, if I'm yeah. getting things wrong, I know I'm doing it wrong. Right. So, sure. I mean, at that point, I mean, we, uh, the accuracy does matter hundred percent for, I mean, at least as far as I'm concerned. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But go ahead okay. back to the destiny thing. Sorry. Go ahead. Side, okay. side note. So who controls the destiny? So my, con- the concept of preordination and mm-hmm. the, fact that I know that I have pre- accurately predicted the future, uh-huh. that gives me the, the sense that there is some sort of plan. And what I've come up with through mm-hmm. study and meditation and all kinds of, you know, just thinking on it and philosophizing is that it is a combination. There mm-hmm. are events in every person's life that I call destiny points. And those are things that are going to happen no matter what. So some of them are tied to time or an age that you are. For example, here's a here's a good example of one of my predictions. Excuse me. You're good. I had an I had a premonition uh-huh. that my husband would die when our older daughter was seven. She was one at the time that I had this prediction, I had this premonition. Well, it came to me in a dream. It was like a vision in a dream. I was visited by an angel and she told me things. And then the next morning I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm going to be a young widow. It's going to be when 
Maddie is seven. And um, I didn't know then I was very young. I didn't know that I was um, that I was psychic at all. And um, I didn't tell him. I told one person, my best friend. And because she was my friend and she was used to me making predictions, she's like, okay, whatever, you know. And then sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Maddie was seven and, and Tim died. So, you know, that is the kind of thing that I'm talking about as a destiny point that I had the premonition of it, that it would happen at that time. And it made me feel like I was meant to lose him when I was that age. My children were meant to lose their father at, that, at the ages they were. He was meant to die when he did. It, it not only that experience, not only kind of started to tell me who I was, but it also helped me to form my belief that there is a plan of some sort. It's wow. not all planned. It's not all laid out, but there are destiny points. That's the best that I can come up with. Yeah. Now, well, as far as your individual. Let's yeah, tackle that real quick. Sorry. Yeah. I'm going to go side trails. Um, yeah, that's fine. Wow. So the, you're, you're. Just, I'm just going to throw this question out there. Don't take offense to it. Um, so your right. husband had to die in order for you to realize you had these powers. No, 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 no. Okay. That's not what okay. I'm saying. No, 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 no. God, no. Okay, good. Okay. No, that, no, when we say things happen not for, actually, I say when things happen not for a reason, but for many reasons. When I, so we say that things happen for a reason or many reasons. That was one of the things that came out of that experience for me. That was that that I started to realize, oh, I may be gifted. Not that he had that had to happen in order and, for me to realize it. I had lots of other predictions and premonitions. But it helped along the way. It was it was some evidence. One for of the me. big ones. Powerful I mean, evidence one of the big ones, for yeah. me. But it but I'm not saying that that was why he died. I'm not saying that at all. Okay. I'm just saying okay. that my my belief is that we all. Uh, I believe in reincarnation and I believe that our souls are uh, part of what I call the divine collective. Uh -huh. And so the divine collective is all the energies. It's the planet energies and the people energies and the dog energies. The force. Yeah, yeah. 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 Angel. Yeah. 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 You could call it that. I don't, I don't ascribe to the church God, what I call the church God. I don't yeah. think there's a man in the sky. You know, if you, have you seen the invention of lying? The who? The invention of lying. The invention. Oh no, I have not yet. Actually, oh, you've got to watch it. Yeah, no, I want to see that. It's so good. So I believe that as part of this divine collective, that we go through this this cycle of uh -huh. being human, and then we come back around and we we debrief and and go through orientation, and then uh, we have we have a time in what what I refer to as heaven because it is a peaceful, joyful place. And these are the people that I talk to a lot on the other side. Um, and then at some point when so you, sort of, yeah. You talk to people in heaven? All the time. That's what okay. a medium does. Yeah. I've talked to thousands of dead people. Well, I don't know. Spirits. I don't know. I didn't know where they were. I mean, maybe, maybe they could be, well, you know, I don't okay, know, stuck so here a, lots of different places. There's a difference between, there's a difference between ghosts or earthbound spirits and people who have passed over, who have crossed over. Well, that's we're a lot. We'll get into that later. Go ahead. Sorry. We're back ahead. into the divine collective. Okay. Yeah. So at some point that our soul is ready to come back around and we make plans for that. You know, so I got together with my husband and we got together with our kids and our parents 
those souls all said, well, you know what? I'm hoping to experience X, Y, Z in this next life. Oh, you know what? I could use you for that. Come over here. You could be my dad. How about that? Let's, okay, let's put together the rest of it. And so we kind of make these choices for those destiny points. Okay. And then as we come into this life, then we have those things that happen. Now our choices, and I, I don't like to use the words free will because that to say that we're given free will implies that there's somebody to give it and somebody who could take it away. And that makes right. no sense. It makes okay. no sense. Okay. So even though I talk about woo woo weird stuff, I also <laughs> say it has to make sense. It has to make sense. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Let's make it. I make believe sense. in science, first of all, you know, and just because science can't explain <laughs> but, everything. But yet, you talk to people in heaven you. though. I talk to people in heaven. I okay, call so it who, heaven. I don't know what it is. Who controls the destiny? How does that work? Who controls so, okay, it? To yeah. answer your question, there's there's not control. There's just you in your spirit form as part of the force, as you called it. Well, yeah, that's not what I mean. Getting together I mean, with other pieces and saying, I'm going to do this. Nobody controls it. Yeah, not like we that. Just, like, who controls the destiny as in who makes the destiny? Who says this is your destiny? Who is the person that puts that in place? Or the, 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 the right, being or, right, or, right, or right. How, star, so that, however it works. That, right. So, like, what you're saying is, like, if it's if it's not God or Apollo or Zeus or whatever saying, <laughs> you know, yeah. Michael's going to yeah. go forth and be yeah, a Who's creating that destiny? Who's spinning that web, you know? Who's doing it? You are. You I'm did spinning it before, my own web of destiny. You did it before you came here, yeah. So, so I've lived, you made those I've lived choices. this exact life. No. Okay. No. I'm, but I'm confused on who where the destiny comes from. Then where does the destiny come from? It comes from your spirit, as part of the divine collective that we're all connected to. The energy that flows through everything and everyone. Okay, so I'm connected to this so this 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 force. It's not a consciousness. And it is an energy. So the energy creates the ideal. Destiny we create it. We create it with our consciousness. Man, that's confusing. I know, we create things with our consciousness. As when we are, when we are not in our bodies, <laughs> we are out of our bodies as our consciousness. Now you've we lost say, me again. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. When we're not okay, in so, our bodies. Okay, <laughs> so I know that the, the, you don't believe this, but we all have something within us that we commonly call a soul. That is a chunk of the divine. It is the, I call mine chunky divine, which is conveniently my stripper name. Oh, um, <laughs> Mojo, you just keep throwing. I love this. This is great. <laughs> you didn't want to have a serious conversation, did you? Oh, no. Man. Um, so, so this is what I believe. And this is, uh -huh. as I understand it to be, each of us has a soul. The uh -huh. soul is connected to the, the force, as you call it. Uh-huh. And when Connected the body the dies, the soul returns to that collective state. To the force. From there. From there. From there, then, you know, time and space are irrelevant. So from that consciousness, that awareness, that place, that feeling, then you say, I'm going to go and be Michael in my next life. And Michael wants to be a guy who... Uh, wears a beard and no wig and Michael <laughs> is going to have these parents and Michael is going to live in this place. And Michael's not going to be aware of his um, biological heritage and so on and so forth. And Michael's going to have this great voice, right? Oh, you do have, you have the great pipes, right? 
So you, you go forth with those things, go forth. You come back into a life like that. And I created this life right now. Yes. Yes. That is my belief and my understanding. It's the Did I best create the I struggles that come along with this life? Probably. Yeah. Why would I do that to myself? Ah, now see, there's the, there's the question that everybody's asked since the beginning of humanity. Why do we suffer? That, the but why would I do this why? to myself? I mean, suffering right, is one thing, right, right. but why would I right. choose okay. to do this to myself? Yeah, yeah. Well, there are two things that I've learned over over everything, partly from being told by dead people and partly from um, from learning about manifestation of the law of attraction. Why would I attract that? Why would I want to have that? So, so the one thing is that we are actually compelled to come back to incarnation the same way we are compelled to stay alive. It's like an instinct. So that's one part. The other part is it's fun and it's interesting. <laughs> Human experience gives I us would not have chosen this. I'm telling you right now, I would not have chosen this life, this body, these pipes. I would not have chosen this. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's, the pipes, come on. Keep the voice. The voice is great. I know. And that and that is that is where religion comes from, trying to explain those things. And I recognize that some of the things that I say may just sound like, oh, well, that's the same as saying that God did it. Right. I get that. It's and just a I'm different hole. The best you, filled, I can with my yeah, you filled the gap of, of the understanding and you filled it with the force. And, right. and so why would you want? So why would you want to? Honestly, besides the 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 this sort of instinct of coming back into carnation incarnation, there is the concept that everything it, it get it literally gets kind of boring. And, you know, I you, you think, oh, well, you know, floating around and doing whatever you want and feeling happy and there's love, it's all love and it's all peace and joy. You know, why would you want to come in here where there's war and there's famine and there's, you know, stub toes and bloody noses. So the reason seems to be that it is a lot more interesting because there's a contrast. There is no contrast on the other side, whatever you want to call it within the force. There's no contrast. There's only this like, yeah, it's peaceful and it's love and that's great. And it's wonderful. It's beautiful. But from there, looking here at human life, it's like, man, that's so much fun. In fact, I'll tell you what, uh, my stepsister <laughs> passed away a few years ago. Can we ago. not have fun on the other side? People do have fun on the other side, at least what okay. they show me, you know, what they tell me and what they show me. It's usually a uh, version and of- tell you. Yeah. So you, yeah. You've seen the other side as well. You've seen heaven. I get, from when I talk to dead people, I get images in my head of what their what their heaven is like, and everybody's a little different. Huh. Um, but and so here, okay. You ever <laughs> seen the movie or read the book Coma? It's an old one. I don't know how old you are. This was from the seventies. No, I don't. In I don't fact, think it I've may heard have that been one. may have been Michael Crichton. I want to say he Crichton. wrote it anyway. I love Crichton. Yeah, I'm not sure, but look Coma. that up. Coma, and it's an old flatline, not movie. timeline, flatline. Flatliners was interesting, Flatliners, but no, this is coma. And in coma, what coma. It, it's a, I'm not going to go into the whole story because that's not what we're here about. But in coma, <laughs> there are people in comas who are in a, 
sort of a warehouse uh-huh. and they're suspended on wires to reduce bed sores. And, you know, they're being perfectly huh. cared for in a future, you know, medicine, blah, blah, Something. blah. It's science fiction. So they're being cared for. But when the families come to visit them, the staff will take that person who's in a coma, put them in a traditional hospital bed in a traditional looking room. So the families don't freak out walking in there and seeing them hanging around like they're in a meat locker. Okay. So when I, when I, I use that analogy because I don't know if the dead people I talk to are showing me what their heaven really is, or they're just presenting something that we can understand. You know, for all I know it, I mean, it's probably something that we just can't conceive of. Now, I've also, I've been out of my body in transcendental meditation. I've had out-of-body experiences. It happened to me spontaneously when I was a child. And so I've been out of my body and there isn't any body. You know, and a long time ago, Shirley MacLaine, the actress, she did a whole thing about out on a limb and how she had gone to Peru and she, I don't know if she did peyote or mezcal or something but you know she had meditated and she was in a hot tub and she went out and she said that she could see a silver thread attached to her belly button that was attached to her body's belly button well i never saw any such a thing i mean maybe there's a court everybody has their own hallucinations when they're on drugs i mean it's it's (laughs) unique for each person i mean i've talked to people who are mushrooms and talked to jesus so i mean (laughs) um so i've never seen any of that but i have been out of my body and it's it's um there's just no body. So how and do you know no this body. isn't a real experience? Being out of my body? Any of these experiences. How do you know they're real experiences? Talking to people in heaven, okay. out of your okay. body, all so, of these things. How do you know they're real experiences? So, okay. I'll start with the out-of-body experiences. I, When I was young, it started happening when I was younger, when I was a child. And um, I didn't really have much control over it. And So, and I didn't tell anybody because I had some vague idea of what it was, but I thought. Wait, you can do it now? You can just get out of your body whenever you want? No, no, I can't. No, I mean, it takes, it used to just happen to me spontaneously. I don't know why it doesn't happen to me spontaneously anymore. It's possible because I take antidepressants and now I take medicine for ADHD. I don't messes up the spirits. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. I don't really know. I don't know why yeah, that I doesn't don't make much sense. Why would that affect spontaneously? Do, well, I don't know because different? it's part of yeah, but it's part of your brain. I mean, if your brain is, mm, I don't know. I, I think you're almost it. getting there. Okay, it's I can't part of your you brain. Any. It's all your. It thoughts. is part of your brain. Absolutely part of your brain. <laughs> okay, so yeah, and I, I, I also study and talk about the brain too. So with my clients and so forth. So how how I know the out of body thing is real? Yes. One time it happened when I was grown. I was in my twenties or thirties, twenties. And um, I went out of my body and I thought, I'm going to go visit my friend, John. I'll just call him John. I'm going to go visit my friend, John. And so then I saw John and I saw him in a specific place. Um, It was a terraced area going down from a hotel that kind of went like this. It was like, two halves in curves and there was a big beach out there. So you saw him where he was at. I saw him where he was. Yeah. I had never been there. I didn't know where he was. For all I knew, he lived in Houston. I had no idea where he was, what was going on. Not long after that, a few days later, I talked to him, asked him what was going on. He said, Oh, just got back from Grand Cayman. 
And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. And so I was thinking, could he have been in Cayman when I saw him? So it happened that my next door neighbor at the time had lived in Grand Cayman for quite a while. So I went and asked her, I described this place to her and she said, that's the Radisson in Grand Cayman. So that verified that I really did know where he was. Now, I, it felt like I went there. Maybe I didn't really go there, but I saw him in that place. So I can tell you that much. Now then, as far as talking to dead people goes, hmm. I do this for strangers. You know, I get so I don't know what that means. Sense. You do what for strangers? You talk to dead people I, for strangers? Yeah, I give readings oh. for Reading, I give readings for people. I, I do readings. I'm a psychic medium and I've been reading for individuals and groups since 2005. And any readings that I did before that were not professional. They were just playing around because I didn't know I had the real thing. So um, the first time that I recognized that I, that I was always seeing and hearing dead people was in a reading. And I did a, a pre-reading meditation, like I always do, just a few minutes, just to kind of tune in, call everybody in. Um, and I, I saw a, I had, saw in my mind's eye a picture of baseball being played, and the players were wearing blue and white uniforms. So the client came in. I told her that I had seen baseball being played, and you know, did anybody in her family play baseball or, you know, what was going on with that? It was blue and white uniforms. And she said, Oh, well, my mother passed away recently and she loved the XYZ team. It was a triple A team where we lived. She loved the XYZ team and their uniforms were blue and white. I didn't know that. I don't know nothing about baseball. I didn't know what color they were. Didn't know her mother, didn't know her, didn't know anything. What was the point of that though? Why would they send you that? Hold on. Hold on. I'll tell you. (laughs) That's a hello from your mom. Okay. So that's great. That's then hello. she's that's how mom that's says hello. hello by sending hello. you a vision so that you know baseball. that it's her yes that's right the same way that somebody who has died in your life might send you a song on the radio or a cardinal or those kinds of things that people why would they send me those things to say hello and let you know that they're all right that they're around you that they they're think dead about you. they're, they're dead. not all right they're they're, they're, they're not here they're right. not interacting with me in real life they're they're sending me a song through a radio. It's like mm-hmm. it's the same thing with Jesus. It's the same thing I get with Jesus. Oh, he's there for you. He's there for you. He just sends right, you tingles right. and radios and Bible verses and people to come okay. over and help you out. I okay. don't see it. I just don't see it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think of Jesus like that either. Well, we'll um, get into that. We'll get into that. That's a whole okay. Other. <laughs> okay. So, so then this young woman that whose mother had sent the image of baseball to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on. It gets a lot better. <laughs> okay. So then the, the young woman said, Oh, when my grandmother died, I was, you mm. know, 14 or whatever. And she said, I remember standing in such and such, and I was really, really sad that she had died and I was crying. And I just felt like she was with me and comforted me and, and told me not to be sad and that she was all right. And and I was like, that's that's lovely. That's beautiful. And immediately in my head, I got this image of this woman. And I said, so is this your grandmother? Because she did not look like a grandma. She had like thick curly black hair, big hoop earrings, kind of a peasant blouse, kind of a Gina Lola Brigida kind of a look. You don't know who that is either because you're too young. <laughs> and, um, and she kind of went like this. And I described her 
to the to the client. And I was like, and she's kind of like this, like she was real proud of being a woman. And, kind of, and she's like, that is my grandma. That is my grandma. And that's when I finally went. So that's who these strangers faces are in my head my whole life. When I was a kid, I told my mom, I feel like I'm being watched by unseen people. And there's faces of strangers that pop into my head all the time. I can, you know, I get thoughts and messages and all kinds of stuff. And my mother said, you have a great imagination. That's wonderful. And so I didn't feel weird or anything. I just thought all creative people have these kinds of experiences and they didn't. And I didn't know that until I was well grown. So and that's where it goes to is, is what, why you, why you and not the lady who needed to hear from her mom. Why does her mom have to go through you to get that message? Why can't she just talk to her? It seems well, like people are doing all the work. That's what it seems like. Just, just like any other, you know, religion I'm hearing, you know, the people do all the work. The God just gets all the credit, the, 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 the entities, the deities, wow, the whatever they are. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought about that. Um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a good question. Um, I will tell you though, that there are, okay. When you listen to the radio or watch TV, um, that news isn't just pouring into your head somebody's reading it to you. Okay. That's what I am. I'm a medium. I am a medium. I'm a telephone. I'm a television. I'm a radio. I happen to be able to tune to the channel for you. I'm able to can people, connect. To, can people I'm not able read to books? Vibrate. I mean, at that, they can read books. They, 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 why need the television? Why do we need a medium? It, it seems like a point. Sorry, no, no offense, but it seems like a pointless. Okay. A, Thing. I mean, they are capable. They're these these beings that are able to communicate with you. Why can't they communicate with the loved ones that they are trying to reach? There you go. Now that that's the question because I'm the telephone. Their living loved ones are not the telephone. Why? I'm the telephone. Why? Why it's is that my, needed? My that's gift. my point. It's one of my gifts, and it's what I was destined to do. To come Who gave you that gift? With their late loved ones. I chose it. You chose your own it gift. So why given. can't people choose to talk to anybody they want when they're in the dead zone? Because that's not what they chose. Okay, so they, they chose, chose to, to send you help. to talk to somebody else for them. Nobody sent me. Okay. I'm, okay. I chose. <laughs> I chose. You chose. But the life. lady's mom, who is dead, chose mm -hmm. not to talk to her daughter. She chose to talk to you. Because Why? her daughter doesn't have her daughter doesn't have the ability to hear it. She didn't choose to have that ability when she was up there choosing things. That's right. Okay. That's why right. would she choose not to have the ability to talk to dead people? That doesn't seem because... like a logical thing. If I'm going to have these abilities, options, you know, I'm just saying, if I have options, huh? I'm going to be able to want to talk to dead people. I'm going to be able to want to see the afterlife and see all these different well, things. That... I'm going to want that. Well, that's what that's what you say that you're going to want. Well, I didn't However, give it to myself. What a jerk. However, <laughs> you know what? me as a jerk. You know what? If I, yeah. Dead <laughs> this is what he jerk, gave right? me? Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Maybe I would prefer to have been tall and blonde and thin and forever young and rich. Maybe that's what but I your like your past self now. didn't want that for you. That's right. Why? When I was, when I was dead me. Whenever yeah. I was in the dead zone in the, area, in the yeah. soul form, yeah, in the dead zone, right? I, like I was okay. like, you know what? I've been tall and thin and blonde. 
I've been, you know, a muscle man. I've been a king. I've wow. been a pauper. I've been a murderess. I've okay. been a politician. I've been a. <laughs> and now a you want to be a woman. medium. And now I've decided, I think this time I'm going to be a medium. How do you know that's what that you How do you know kids? that's what happened? Because it's here. This is the evidence. That's here not I evidence am. of you choosing your own life. That is not evidence of you choosing your own life. That is evidence right. that we yeah. have life. Right. That is it. Yeah. Yeah. So how yeah. do you know? You're, you're right. I can't prove it. Yeah. Except that I know it. And I know well, that sounds like people say, I know God. I know God's here. Yeah, yeah, I, know yeah. Jesus I hear that all the time. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. And I, I get that. And I know that it can't be fully explained. But, but you said it was understandable. It, may it doesn't make sense to me. I don't, without, I don't understand. It may be comprehensible or believable without being explainable. You know, I, I think I mentioned a minute ago that science is getting closer to proving things that we have not known before. Well, that's how science works. Science we, we, yeah, we, we, yeah, that's how science works. We, okay. we learn new things. We, yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah. right. Progression. That's right. So things change. What? Progression. Progress. Yeah, progress. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, Einstein. Okay. So you know about the Large Hadron Collider yeah. and the God particle, right? Well, I mean, it's just a name we gave it. It's not really a God particle, but yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. That is a nickname. That's a nickname <laughs> yeah. for the Higgs yeah. boson, right? And mm -hmm. that is the particle, that tiny, tiny, tiny particulate matter that makes mass possible right well, i don't know how that we works didn't, but but it's, yes, it's science okay, it's above I my did. head I'm it's above my you, pay grade. okay i'm telling you that is the science well, you're also telling me you talk to dead people so i don't know <laughs> i have a hard time i'm sorry you can Monica, verify sorry. this you can verify this uh, you know uh, you yes it. i'll look so, it up yeah, yeah so science didn't know that 20 years ago we scientists this, yes. suspected that particle yeah. physicists suspected that they knew that uh, it was likely to be discovered, and they figured out a way to, to discover it, to find okay. it, which is with the Large Hadron Collider in Sweden. Yeah. So that now we know that 200 years ago, 250 years ago, we didn't know why it rained. We didn't. Yeah, we don't know a lot of things. 100%, yeah. 500 years we ago, learned. we weren't sure about, I don't know, what caused an infection. Yeah, no, we didn't know things, now we know things, 100%. Right, that's right. And that's what I'm saying is that the the more, the farther that science goes, especially in quantum physics, the more progress is made, the more all of this starts to be explained. No, the, 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 no. the dead zone and, and talking to people in heaven, that is not closer to being explained by science. That's There's no, no, there's no way. You're telling me we're close to the spiritual world right now by scientific research? Closer than we ever have been. No. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, send Didn't me you all of your secret? information. Oh, my God. Didn't you watch The Secret? Didn't you watch What the Bleep Do We Know? <sighs> Haven't you researched Mojo. all of this stuff? Mojo. Yeah. Darling. We are not close to discovering the spirit world. No, closer than ever before. We're, Progress has been made. We're in the same spot. <laughs> There's no spirit world. We, no, we're not. <laughs> we can't discover it if it's not there. Okay. There, watch the secret. Watch what the bleep do we watch. know. Do it. Look at the quantum physics and what's going on in quantum physics research right now. And yeah. they are they're talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, is not telling me we're close to the spirit world. These is he a quantum physics He's scientists a quantum physicist? okay. yes, are I know not telling us that we are close to discovering 
the spirit world. Show me no, a paper, a scientific more. paper that tells me we're close to discovering the, the You're learning world. more and more about what makes us tick. Yes. From, yes, from we're learning more about ourselves of, and the universe and everything. Yeah, more about, yes. about humans and yes. how it all works together. And so I know that this is not something we have specific answers for. No but answers. it is going that way. Yeah. That, yeah. We do, though. We know that everything vibrates. Everything has a frequency. And that if you can become the same frequency as the other thing, that you will be together in that frequency. I can so, pass through walls. For example. If I have the right frequency. Yeah, that, that, we're this. really this far is... from that. Really far from that. Oh, come on. Unless we're you're out of your body. World, but not that. Unless you're out of your body. You can go through walls. <laughs> I, I should have known that was coming. I didn't see that coming. Oh, man. <laughs> That was a good one. I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> I will. Um, so, thank you for that. That was fun. Uh, let's go back to this Jesus. I, I Very specific. Jesus. Um, Jesus, God, and okay. the Bible. Well, what is the Bible? Great. Uh, it's, it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, it's a book that ha- it I think carries way too much weight hmm. for, for a lot of people. Hmm. And I think it is used and abused. Um, in in manipulative and oh, yeah. even evil ways. Yeah. However, I also have found some good stuff in it that I like. Is like there stuff the in book- there you can find that's not anywhere else? Is there specific information that only the Bible? No, actually, no, actually, yeah. that it's interesting that you would say that because um, every culture throughout humanity's existence has had something. Some form of religion, to try something and explain. That, yeah. some way to explain yeah. suffering, to explain why the sun rises and the world around right. us. Right, that's what science and came we, in and stopped all that. We attribute. So we don't yes. need that anymore. <laughs> yes, and then they killed the scientists, and then <laughs> and then yeah. the knights. Well, now you talk to them though. And the and the uh, yeah, what did you call it? The Illuminati. That's right. Mm, mm. So, um, so every culture has always had myths and fables and ways to explain the best that they can. Okay. And I think that the Bible is mostly that. However, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. So what, when I quote the book of Matthew, which I often do because I like it so well, and I want to throw it in, in people who are allegedly Christian and don't act Christian, want to throw it in their face and go, look, this is what your Jesus said. You know, why don't you do this? You're not doing it because you're an asshole. Um, but when I when I quote that, I'm not thinking, oh, Jesus said this, and therefore it is the word of God. I don't hmm. see it that way. Hmm. I see it as being, it was written down by a person, and maybe Jesus said it, maybe Jesus didn't say it. It is some wisdom that I like hmm. that comes out of, uh, that, that speaks of love and caring and connection and community, hmm. and that makes me feel good. Hmm. And so that's that's what I do. The rest of the Bible... You know, I know there's a lot of history in it and stuff, and there's also just a lot of, I mean, it was just written by people, you know, and I don't think that, I I don't attribute a lot of, um, I don't attribute the Bible to anything that's divine or like God, gotcha. unless, so, unless, hmm. except like in the New Testament where there's a lot of love. Now, there, there are huh. things in the Old Testament that I like. And I find the Garden of Eden, the creation story is very handy 
for describing what happens to us as children. You know, so a baby's born innocent and, you know, has been, everything's been taken care of through the umbilical cord and the amniotic fluid. And then they're born and they have the ability to cry so that somebody will come to them. That's, that's the human baby's ability. Yeah, that's mother nature. That's right. So, you know, the baby calf is born, it falls on the ground and in five minutes it's standing up and his mother's looking clean. Human babies don't have that ability. That's right. We can't walk or talk or anything, but we can cry. So baby's born, baby cries, mommy comes and changes the diaper, gives it food, whatever. At some point in our early childhood, a parent has to say no for your safety. So you, a two-year-old reaches for the stove. Always the stove. You have to slap that little hand. <laughs> it's always the stove, right? It's always the stove. <laughs> or, or it runs in the in the street. I ran there between like parked cars when I was a baby, scared yeah. my mother to death. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah. But mother has to slap that little hand and say no. And that feels like not love. And that's when you get kicked out of the Garden of Eden. And oh. you can go on. You can go. So it's. It's the garden's true, then. It's not literally. Oh, okay, okay. But it's an allegory. Well, it's a terrible allegory. The garden's a terrible allegory. Why? I mean, the whole story is horrible. Well, and it's God, corrupted. God creates trees, puts them in the middle of the garden, punishes them and for eternity. And not to have any fun. Yeah. Not just them, but the entire planet. Humanity forevermore. Yeah. All the animals. He curses the animals because of the snake that he let in. Oh, there's so many problems. There's so many I issues. Know. I yeah, can't stand absolutely. that story. I am totally with you on that. <laughs> What I, I, I like about it is the, is the 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 concept that not only, like I said, kick, getting kicked out of the Garden of Eden, and that comes along again as you as you grow up, and when you get to be about about twelve, maybe you start to really realize that there are other people and other ideas and other things going on outside of your scope of reference. Okay, and then you get out into the real world, get out of high school or get out of college and you get a job and you don't get summer vacations anymore. And you don't get Christmas <laughs> vacations when you go, I don't have to pay the bills or they'll shut off my electricity. This sucks. I have to no keep more gardening. Working. <laughs> yes. I have to keep working until I die. Right. No more gardening. So there's, there's a lot of use with that very big story that everybody knows. But it's so harsh. There's, it is harsh. It is harsh. Yeah, like, how is that a loving sucks. act? How is that a that loving act? Not. One little thing. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's Sorry. not. I'm, exactly. Okay. I agree with that. But also there is the concept of, um, okay, Edward Scissorhands, mm-hmm. you know, the, the movie Edward Scissorhands. Yep. He was, he was, Edward was left incomplete mm-hmm. by his creator. Because creator was created yeah. and was not perfected. And so we all, we all can have that feeling of, God forsake forsook me or God didn't make me complete. He didn't give me what I needed. Okay. I didn't get here tall and blonde and skinny and rich. Well, I got, there's people I that are like dying this. of cancer. There's people that, that don't make it past five years old. So, exactly. I mean, what about those people? We're not yeah, just talking exactly. about stubbing our toes and, and having bad hair, you know? No. Hey, I, I included no hair. <laughs> disease and famine. I did. I included There's that. a big difference there, though. There's a big difference there. It is. It did, is. Did I, these I people just... give themselves cancer? Were they like, I'm going to come back and give myself a debilitating disease? That, no, I wouldn't. I don't think anybody gives anybody anything. But I do. Philosophically, huh. I, would nev- I would never blame the victim. 
I never blame the victim. Well, I don't do that. <laughs> but philosophically, everything that comes to you comes from you. So if you put something, if, if you're thinking, you know, I feel bad about X, Y, Z, and I need to work on being better about that, or um, I wish that I had done X, Y, Z, then there will be things in in your experience that come into your experience and say, well, here's a message for you about that. Here's an answer for you about that. Now, children who get sick, that's a whole different deal. My my particular belief is that the younger a person dies, and this has been borne out in all readings I've done, the younger a person is when they die, the more important their life, the, the bigger an impact their life has. And that that makes that, sense that. if you think of it just, has how their does life their life have death. an impact okay think about um do you know who adam walsh was sounds familiar. okay adam walsh was a little boy who was kidnapped and killed yes john walsh his, is yeah. his father yeah, yeah, spent yeah, yeah. the rest of his life well, it was good that his kid died no oh no, no, well then no. what was don't the benefit put, of that don't put words in my mouth what i'm saying is that because that happened to adam his dad did the show and caught a bunch of bad guys is there a a better way to do that yeah absolutely yeah not kill his kid but that has that's how it happened for it didn't have to happen that way he could have done the show and caught predators you don't know his kid dying you don't know that. i do know that because there are people out there catching predators without their kids dying and so what inspired i do know that yes we don't need that to happen what inspired them I don't know, a sense of justice. Okay, mm. so I just went and saw Spider-Man. And okay. um, the, the new Spider-Verse one. And in that, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, don't watch it, don't, turn off mute, whatever. Anyways, so these la, characters la, 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 la. have to die in order for them to become Spider-Man. That mm. is his theory. And that's okay. what he's going off. That's his basis of letting these certain people die. Well, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, comes in and says, no. And I was sitting there screaming, no, that doesn't sound right. That's horrible. What a horrible way. Of course, there's a better way to do this. And there is a better way to do this. We don't have to have those people do those things. Those kids didn't have to die. Uncle Ben doesn't have to die for you to become Spider-Man. You can still become Spider-Man. There's other ways to do it without a loss or a tragedy in that manner. Mm -hmm. Yes, it did work in that scenario. But that does not mean... That it cannot be done without the death of somebody. Right. So, gotcha. Tying all that in together. Great mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yay, Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Didn't have to. My husband didn't have to die, but he did. Well, it didn't so, make you the medium that you are today, you said. No, it didn't so at all. These, that's my point, though, is that these things, John Walsh had to die in order for him to have that show, is what your point was. No, that's not my or point John at Walsh all. Kid. Okay, so no, no, what I'm saying is that the impact of Adam Walsh's life and death was palpable that's exactly for what the I'm rest saying. of the world. If he hadn't died, his father may not have ever done that. That's just what I and said. And I'm not though. saying that it had to happen that way. It could have happened a different way. Right. It, it, is but there a better way? 
sure yes. there's a better way. But there is a better way, and it doesn't that. have to happen that way. Who guessed? Are you mad at God for choosing to kill Adam? I don't Wall? believe in God. I don't believe okay, that there's then, a God out there. Then, then who's going to make a better way? You're telling me that this is destiny, right? I believe that pe- the younger a person is when they die, the more profound their impact. Right, but is it destiny? Is and. And I also believe that the more important their work is on the other side. So often I see people who have died young, who are, um, and not just children, but young, who are um, what I call angelic souls. Like they're not your basic human soul. They're not the chunky divine. Like I've got, it's not the basic human soul or not even basic. There's no, there's no hierarchy. There's just different energy. Like there's dog energy and plant energy and people energy. There's also something else. There's divine or angelic energy. I call it angel energy. You can call it whatever you want. Those, those sometimes will take it, take human form and come and and be here. And it's always for something important for humanity. And then when they're on the other side, they're like, helping people it, it's wild the things that that they like wild. they'll show up and they're yeah like i've seen one guy that i've read i've talked to him several times he was a fighter pilot in life and um you know he was a real a real hero kind of a guy and he shows up literally with a sword and i'm like whoa are, what is this and he's like you know this is like a representation of him being some kind of warrior for justice or something I know it's crazy. I didn't make this shit up. It just comes to me. And that there's other things about him that I say. How my imagination accurate, works. It just comes to me. I'm not making his, it up. It's just coming to me. The things that I tell, besides that, the things that I tell his mother about him are accurate. According to her. Okay. Yeah. I, Somebody yeah. else I knew was in the, was a Navy SEAL uh-huh. or somebody I have talked to on the other side. He was a Navy SEAL. And sometimes he's like not available. And his dad will say, well, he's like special ops training or something. I don't know. I'm like, okay, what's he doing? <laughs> you know? So I don't that know. That doesn't make sense either. <laughs> I don't know. Well, not it may much not of this make is, sense. Yeah. may not make sense, but that's what's going on. They're, what they're showing me, and again, it could be like coma. Right, they're just but, showing me what I can understand. Yeah. But what they're showing me is what that, that looks like. And then the other things about those people are verified by their living loved ones. Well, yeah, that's, you know, I mean, people in trauma and there's a bunch of things there. So the destiny part of it, though, um, okay, the angelic being person. The angelic soul, yeah. Is the one controlling their death? Who's controlling the death part of it? They're, they decided to die early because they're going to have a yeah. traumatic... They impact made on plan. the world? Yes. They made that plan. What happens when that fails? What happens when they don't have a traumatic impact on the world and they just die by themselves? That that happens. There are people who die alone. Ooh, yeah, what's the point? nothing there? ever happens. Nobody loved them. I have no idea. That was what they chose. See, no, this doesn't make sense. There's so many things here that just aren't adding up to me. Okay, but listen to this. It doesn't make sense to you for your or life. you. You just, you're, you're telling me this doesn't make sense to you either. No, what I said was I can't can't explain it and I don't understand it. But that is what I get shown. I get shown those things. I don't understand things because they don't make sense. That's where I'm at. 
making sense. Everything that I believe makes sense because you can, you can logic things out and you can intuit things and they should match. That's why I don't go to church anymore because the things they say don't make sense. <laughs> but when you say, okay, now listen. You're listen, awesome. Listen. <laughs> You're Michael, so much fun, Mojo. <laughs> thank you. You're fun, too. I love this. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm having a good time. Yeah. I, I don't get to do this very often, and it's fun. Good. good. So, so, okay, so when you say, why would you choose that? Why do I want to do that? It doesn't yeah. make sense. There's a better way to do it. Yeah. Who's controlling this? Yeah. Who's in charge? Who's responsible for this? Bullshit? Who's in charge of this mess? Who's <laughs> responsible for this bullshit? I can't that stand too. it anymore. Yeah, well, you know, we want to blame Washington most of well, the time. Okay, but here's the thing. Yeah. That's how it is for you. And it what? may be how it is for a lot of people who say, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Either. I don't get it. I want to know who, to, who I can write a letter to. I don't get why... Uh, you know, why did that person die? Why didn't that person die? I hate that person. Why well, did he that, fall uh, Who's in control of this entire system? Who's in There's control where, of the entire is system? Is there a godhead that is in, in control of this entire system? I don't believe so. Okay. No. So we are the ones that are doing it ourselves to ourselves. Pretty much. Okay. I wouldn't do this to myself and I can't see a child giving right. themselves cancer. Right. And that's, that's the part that I'm talking about. It's us before we are in the body. Okay. It is we the, know what we're giving ourselves. We're giving we ourselves cancer. Right. We're giving ourselves ALS. Right. That makes no sense why somebody would give themselves that on purpose. Did they not okay. know what these things were? Okay. Let me. Yeah, they did. Okay. Let okay. me. Let so they me, know these debilitating disease and I'm going to give it to myself in my next life. How fun. Let me, let me suggest something <laughs> to you. Um. Let's see here. Let me let me come up with the right example. Hmm. You know how. Um, OK, here you go. You know how they say that that there's no such thing as an unselfish good deed, that if you do a good deed, it makes you feel good. Right. right? I've never heard that, but OK, yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll go with it. Yeah. Oh, you haven't. OK, I don't think I've ever heard that one. Okay, so well, well, think about that. I mean, if you let's say you give some money to a charity that you believe in, and you go, I did a good deed. I'm pretty proud of myself. Tax write off. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. What? Tax, Tax write off. Right yeah. Off, yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Washington. Okay. So, so that makes you feel good. Now then, right. let's good deed say. Makes you feel good. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So let's say that um, you get sick and who who is someone who loves you? Who's alive? My wife. Let's just go with my wife. Okay, great. Great. You have a wife. Okay. So your wife comes to take care of you while you're sick. Uh-huh. Okay. You don't have to have ALS or cancer. Let's just give you a cold. <laughs> we all know men are big babies when they get a cold. Okay. Oh, yeah. So your, your wife yeah. comes mm -hmm. to you and says, oh, I'm so sorry you're sick. And she, she brings a cool cloth for your head and she brings you some hot tea and she rubs your feet. And Takes care of me. Yes. Yeah, takes care of you. So you feel crappy from the cold. Do you feel good from the love and attention? Depends on how crappy I feel. I mean, I mean, honestly, if I'm real does, crappy, no matter how much love and attention she, you give me, I'm still crappy. Does she feel, does she feel good giving you? I don't love know. And did she? Did she make me happier? I mean, I don't know. Like, there's so many different scenarios there. Let's go with I'm the scenario trying, that whatever I'm doing, it makes her happy. 
or whatever she's I'm, doing makes her happy. Whatever no, she's no, doing no. makes me happy. I'm okay, trying to, let's go with that. to show you that here's something that's not good, right? You are sick, bleh, horrible. But because of you being sick, the two of you get to experience this love and care between you. And so mm -hmm. if you never got sick, you might not have any call to do that. <laughs> but Mojo, I wouldn't be sick. I'd be happy because I'm not sick. I'd be happy because I'd be able to spend time outside with my if wife you, and my kids. Never, I'd be doing things. If you never knew there was sickness, why would you be delighted not to be sick? You're joking. It's the contrast that makes it I couldn't be happy unless I know what sickness is. It's the same thing as I don't. I can't know what love is unless I know what evil is. No, 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 no. Because the opposite it's of the love same is not concept. hate. The opposite of love is not hate or evil. It is apathy. You know that. The opposite of love is apathy. If I if I hate you and I yell at you, I'm giving you attention. I'm giving you force. I'm giving you energy. Some people like that. If I ignore you completely, whatever. Some people there's also like worse. that. There's nothing worse than that. You're also like that. <laughs> so, so I'm just saying that it is the contrast Without, and I'm not saying that, you know, without misery, there's no joy. I'm just saying that if you had no concept of being unhappy, how valuable would happiness be? I still wouldn't choose it. I would choose you to be don't... happy a different way. I would not choose to have myself be sick so I can feel that sort of happiness. I, I would not. I would not. Okay. Just doesn't make any sense. Then, then how would you know? If there was I, no contrast, how would you know? No contrast. Well, I, I had lived it. previous lives, right? Mm -hmm. I've lived previous lives. I've been sick in the past. I know how much it sucks to be sick. But when I die next time, I'm going to be like, ALS. Let me give myself some ALS. This will mm -hmm. be great. I'll feel all kinds of love. There are, well, I just <laughs> gave you one example. There are all kinds of things that come out of a person being sick. It's None of them can be not reproduced anywhere else. No, I don't think so. Honestly, I, I, I've never thought about it that way, but I don't, I don't think that we would be able to enjoy our joy if we, we didn't know the other side of it. So it I'm out in the woods that, hiking with my family. That, it doesn't mean that you have to be sick in order to appreciate good health. I'm outdoors hiking, enjoying myself, right? I'm enjoying myself. This is a great day. In the back of my head, gee whiz, I'm sure I'm happy today because I'm not in bed sick. Those are not my thoughts. That's not no, going through my thoughts head. Are, I'm happy today because I'm with my family out in the woods and this is such a great day. Yeah. Right. Health and you're happiness. Absolutely right. the, the health and sickness has nothing to do with that at that point. Right. But you're so not I know happiness with, without the sickness. But you're not spending time out in the woods with your family every day having a great time. That's not your life. Your life is during the day you go to work and excuse me. And then you come home and kick your dog through a hedge. Okay. You don't really. What? No. Where'd that even come from? <laughs> Some people don't like their job is my point. A lot of people don't uh, like their work. I thought you they said, like you said kick your dog. Is that what you said? Come home and kick your dog through okay. a hedge. Yeah, yeah no, it would it's not just kick an my old dog, expression. No. I think I got it from George Carlin. So <laughs> the point is though, that not all of your life is, not every day is sunshine and roses. And yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to personally have ALS 
to appreciate not ALS. But you have to be aware of not joyful day in the woods with the family. I'm not at that point. I'm not in aware of it. Enjoy. I'm just enjoying it. I'm not right. aware of it. Right. Right. I'm just enjoying no. it. No, no, but it is in your experience of your life. So it's stubbing my toe. I'm not out in the woods thinking, gee, I'm so glad I didn't stub my toe in a rock. You don't know because, because it's not, joy isn't in the contrast. Joy is in the joy uh, because, the yes, because of, because of the other moment. awareness. No, yeah. no, because of the moment. My awareness of the moment. I'm happy. I'm outdoors. I'm with people I love. I'm not but it's, happy because I'm not sick. Right. Now, okay. the day I after just, I'm done being sick, oh, okay. I am so happy. I'm done with this crap. Look at me. I'm going to go outside. That yeah. would be a scenario. But any other scenario, okay. it just doesn't add up for me. But that's okay. okay. Right. God, let's explain a God before we, we close this out. This is great. We've been going for a while here. Let's explain God. What is God to me? Or to you. I can't Sorry. explain God. I don't believe in God. You don't believe, don't believe in, in the, a God. I don't believe in the church God. I believe okay. in a yeah. well, obviously a collective energy. I call it the divine collective for lack of a better term. When I was about 17 or 18 years old, I had an image appear in my head. And the image was uh <clears throat> it was like a, a cloud. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now this is not a literal physical cloud, but it is uh, an imaginary cloud. And that cloud uh-huh. is made up of all the energies, all the souls and all the dog energy and the planet energy and the, the angel energy. All those energies are all in there in a collective in the cloud. And uh-huh. once in a while or frequently, a piece of the cloud breaks off and goes down to earth and stays connected uh-huh. to the cloud. And so that goes okay. into a body, a human body that goes into a dog body that goes into a tree. So I don't know if trees have souls, but anyway. <laughs> everything vibrates, everything's energy. This is what I was shown or how I somehow conceived this when I was a teenager. Okay. Okay. So there's the cloud. Here's the earth. The energies are constantly connected. And when the body dies, the, the soul goes back to that collective. Okay. Now, like I said, it's not really a cloud. That's just an image to understand it. Yeah. It's actually sort of everywhere, which is what God is supposed to be. The force. Yeah. It's everywhere. Who created the force? Where did the force come from? Where did this this cloud come from? That's a really good question. And I don't know, except that back to the science thing, who created the earth and where did the earth come from? Did it come from the big bang? Has the big bang been, been uh, taken apart? Whatever created the earth also was this energy. It was not created so much as it happened. That's what science says. The cloud happened. happened. Yeah, the cloud. The the cloud. The cloud. The divine. The divine. The divine cloud. The divine collective happened just like Earth happened, just like biology and organisms and walks happened. Happened. Just happened. Just like the Big Bang. Just like the Earth. Just like the universe. It's a scientific thing we can. Find yes. out the cloud, and, and you're you telling earlier. me the hydrogen collider, hydro, whatever it's called, is Large going to show us the cloud, the no. divine cloud. I don't think that they will, but maybe they will. I don't know where it's going to come from. But what I'm saying is that that exists, that that came into being the same way that the physical stuff came into being, because actually none of it is any different. We just can't, most of us can't conceive of 
the energetic frequencies that are not physical. <laughs> yeah, I can't really conceive of much of that, honestly. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, though, it's like the God thing. God's always been there. God, oh, God doesn't have a creator. No, He's always been there. The cloud, no, it's just... no, I said it came from the Big Bang. I didn't say well, God made the Big Bang. Oh, it came from the Big Bang. Sorry, I didn't understand yes. that part. It came from the Big Bang. So yes. when the Big when Bang the... happened, it created a divine it cloud. Was, it was, uh, it became that the same way the earth became the earth in the Big Bang. And the same way that evolution began and the little microorganisms started coming together and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so the beginning of the universe was the beginning of this cloud the, the divine first, collective the, cloud, as well. the divine cloud yeah. divine collective wow mm -hmm. wow that's a thing but but you see that the big difference is i mean when you go to to catechism if you take the catechism you learn okay. catechism do you know what that is oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's all the questions that you learn by rote what is god what is where is god what does god do you know what was in the beginning whatever yeah. all that stuff and then they talk about, so God is everywhere. God is all powerful, all knowing, right? God is a cloud, actually. And God's a cloud. And so then they say there's hell and God isn't in hell. Well, wait a minute. You just well, said God is everywhere. Well, the How Bible says God's place? in hell. They just skip that verse. Oh, really? Yeah. The Bible says God's in hell destroying souls. I thought the devil was in hell destroying souls. Ah, uh, you thought so, but that's actually a prison for the devil. Uh, yeah, ah, yes, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. watching it. And bad people. Know about that right now. That's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's punishment for him for defying his father. Um, hello, Zeus, Hercules, whatever. You know, <laughs> it's all the same myth. A myth is just a religion nobody believes in anymore. So it's all the same story. Every every culture has had the half god, half me. Yeah, demigods. I mean, every culture there's, there's, has yeah. had the big god. Every culture has had, you know, the the things that you pray to and that you have to praise and worship and bullshit. And they are all very st strangely, very human. But well, I mean, they started off with totems, animals and then, you know, plants. I mean, it was it was always some form of nature. And that's really where it, where it began is the, uh, the nature yes. Worship. And the pagan yeah. the pagans were the nature people. But yeah. when you got into ancient Greece and ancient Rome. They had people gods. Well, it changed. They had different ones. Yeah. Matthew 10, 18 was that, that verse. Um, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body and but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one, capitalized Yahweh, who can destroy both body and soul in hell. So mm. great stuff. That Way is good go, stuff. Yahweh. And that's in my favorite book, Matthew. So that's it really is. Cool. That's right. That's true. That's and true. we are full circle. <laughs> we are full circle. We're close it out now. That was it. No. That was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious I, yeah. to know, Michael. I, yeah. I'm, and I'll let you get back to asking the questions. No, I'm curious to know questions. what you do. Hmm. And um, if you were raised religious or not. Ah, good question. Like what do you do for a living? You don't have to give me a lot of details. I'm just Yeah, curious. no, I work with animals. I don't know if I've said it before in this show exactly what I do, but I, I just leave it at that. I work with animals um, and how people because that's how that works. Um, okay. <laughs> but I did I grow up it. with... Um, Christianity. I grew up in the church. I was a Christian, hardcore, hardcore Bible oh. believer for most of my life. Really? Yeah. Really? And then I what read it. changed your mind? I Who read got it. To you? George Carlin and the Bible itself actually got to me. That's okay, where George Carlin. <laughs> yeah, see? He's the uh, one no, who says, I still don't God, remember him God saying says, that. God says, God's so powerful, he could throw a boat right over a hedge. Yeah. yeah. Can God make something so heavy that he can't pick it up? 
<laughs> that George, he had some ideas. Oh I man, like his- yeah. Very he had good right. stuff and there was some questionable stuff, but I did like a lot of his stuff for sure. Okay. There's I something else I got to tell you about cynical. Yeah, go ahead. Since we mentioned that and it made me think of my dad, my dad was a comic and he liked George Carlin until he got kind of mean towards the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. George Carlin, not my dad. My dad did not get, yeah. mean towards <laughs> gotcha. the end. but he, he, my dad was talking about, he had conversations with God himself, like Neil Donald Walsh's conversations with God. You know about that? Huh. No. Okay, another book you need to read, Conversations with God, um, which I found really helpful for people coming out of church. They're coming out of religion and go, if they're going, well, if that's that's not quite right, it doesn't make sense. What What is Conversations with God will kind of help you with that transition, not you. Um, anyway, my dad <laughs> would, you know, he was raised Baptist and he was a ministerial student. He was going to be a preacher and thank God he, he didn't. Um, mm. But he was very spiritual and he uh, was in AA for 43 years before he died. And so he had a higher power and he called it God. And so one day he said, one day I was having a conversation with God, you know, I was telling him things, asking questions. He was answering me. And I thought, now, how do I know that this is really you and not just some deep part of my subconscious? And the answer came back. What difference does it make? Big difference. Do you want to know no, it's it true makes or not? No difference at all. It doesn't make any difference if it's God or Jesus or your subconscious or your Spider-Man. higher self or your lower self or Spider-Man. Yeah. It doesn't matter as long as you've got something. Hmm. As long as you can can feel what you are. I don't know what that means. Feel what I am. Feel what you are. Well, I don't know what that means. You're much more than your body. Oh, so the spirit part of me, my ghost. Well, your consciousness, my your cloud atten- uh, yeah, attachment. Yeah, your cloud tentacle. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Cloud tentacles. Cloud there you umbilical. Go. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. The cloud umbilical. I might just name this conversation that one. The cloud. Uh, I like it. And Michael presents the cloud <laughs> umbilical. <laughs> Everybody would be like, what the? Is that? <laughs> They're doing that right now. <laughs> oh man. All right. This has been fun. We got to close it out here. I got a okay. bunch of crap to do today, but thank you. This has been a blast. I appreciate your, your patience right. and your answers. And, and, and uh, yeah, this has really on. been interesting because I wasn't sure if you were going to attack me possibly. And you kind <laughs> of did, but in a very, very congenial way, you know? And so I wasn't sure what to expect, but by the way, I've got rainbow nails for pride month. Love it. Um, yeah, thank you. I do too. Um, so I, this is this has been really good because it's been a. I've enjoyed getting to think. You made me think, hmm. and I've enjoyed getting to talk about my beliefs and and to understand where you're coming from. Hmm. If I'm trying to teach and share and help people with what I know. Then I have to be able to talk to somebody who asks me these questions like you're asking me. And I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. It has been a blast. I appreciate it. I'll keep in touch. I'll let you know when this comes out. Stay safe out Great. Thanks so much. That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What YouTube and Facebook pages. You can also find clips of the show on TikTok under BSW The Podcast. 
If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will get you early access to each episode by at least three days, stickers, shirts, and shout outs. That's patreon.com forward slash podcast. For the latest events, BSW swag, including signed copies of The Bible Says What the Book, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? Next time on the Bible says what? Um, is there anything inside the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? There are things that challenge me. Yeah, um, you know, I like like you. There are times where I'm like, wow, you know that that, that you know it's to my my perspective, it seems like a harsh judgment. But at the same time, I'm not a holy perfect God. So as a child, I have to just trust my father that. Huh. He knows what's what he's doing. So, like, but if the know, father is abusive, I mean, we're not going to trust him at that point, right? Who's well? Have you ever spanked your kids? That's different than what God well, how does. Is that how does is that God different? spank us, and is it a temporary thing, or does He give us an eternal punishment, or if does we... He give us cancers and hurricanes and stuff like that, which is different from a spanking? He right. allows the natural consequences of our choices, and many, and our choices are sinful. None of us is righteous, okay. unless. So, what about the punishment, though? I'm talking about the punishment. Does the does the punishment fit the crime? Rejecting God for your entire yeah. natural life uh, yes. is then does... punished yeah. by going to hell because you've chosen hell. No, I've chosen to reject God. I haven't chosen to burn forever. I've chosen to reject God. Why yeah, do I have to burn forever now? 